Hello and welcome everybody to That's So Funny. Today my guest is a fellow streamer friend named Cool Sounds. I actually met him before uh, I started streaming and he is a pleasure to talk to. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. You can find him on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, and all other social media under Cool Sounds. And that's C-O-O-L-S-O-U-N-D-S. Enjoy, guys. It's like... It's fun because I, I mean, like, I don't have to pay that kind of money. I mean, it'd be nice if I got some of those things, but yeah, it's cool to be able to go, awesome. Like, that's really fun. I get all the joy without any of the frustration. Yes. And yeah. I get to watch you suffer a little bit. So I'm going to really enjoy this because I understand the pain. So, yeah. Um, so I, had, I hadn't hit the record button yet. So I'm going to go and hit okay. it. Um, and we'll just start the show. So, oh, okay. <laughs> um, you are a loser. No. Um. <laughs> I think that's the only way to start any kind of a quote interview or a podcast, whatever this is like, considered, however you want to look at it. I don't if like you. Never, you. <laughs> if you don't start it with you're a loser or so just want to say everything you've done up to this point has not been worth it and you're a failure. I think that's a missed opportunity. Well, that's what I do. I bring everyone down to my level so I feel the th better about myself. You know, okay. um, fair enough. It's definitely a build up session, not, you know, it's like military status. I'm going to break you all the way down. So by the end of it, like, I feel good. Is that what's happening? <laughs> or is I it mean, just, uh... it's somewhat like that. Yeah, this is this is not a podcast where you're going to leave going. I really want to go back. So got it. Hope okay, you're strapped so this in is like between two ferns. Understood. <laughs> that's that's a very high honor to give somebody. But uh, no, uh, no. Uh, so. We've we met through stick with it, stick with it. I think yeah, I think we did. And you've been streaming for how long exactly? Do you know, like the I know the first day I started streaming. Uh, I I don't like. I, I know, know I can day. look it up. I know in that's crazy that you do. That's awesome. Well, it's because I, it's a, it's such a weird day. It's two days before my good friend's birthday. He's one okay. of my best friends, so it's two days before his birthday, and I know what year it was. So it's. It's just it was. It's, it's pretty easy to March third, twenty sixteen. That's pretty it's, wild. I think I've been on Twitch technically streaming for I I would say probably late two thousand fifteen. Okay. Because I think I because we ended up uh, creating Tilt that following year in two thousand sixteen because that's when we went to TwitchCon. So I'd say two thousand fifteen, but it literally it started as I was already gaming. I didn't even know about Twitch. Like I didn't. I didn't watch it. You know, a lot of friends had told me about Justin TV back in the day. And it was I, like, I would occasionally go on like MLG's website because back in the day of like COD and Halo and I would watch GB stuff, but yeah. I would watch it through their site. I never, you know, watched it through any streaming services other than that. So yeah. I didn't know about any of this stuff. I'd heard about it, but I, some buddies told me about it and it was like, Hey man, you can set it up. You're going to be gaming. So I was like, well, fuck, I'm, you know, I'm going to be gaming. Why not try it? So it, that's when it started was I'd say late 2015 of cool. just, just doing it. Yeah, I um, I actually knew about Justin T. I actually watched stuff on Justin TV because, for whatever reason, I and I'm guessing it's because it went off ESPN Magic the Gathering, which I, I'm still a fan of. I don't play it as much as I used to. Um, right. Pro players and tournaments would be streamed on Justin TV, and you okay. that's where you, that's where you'd have to go to watch them if right. you wanted to. So yeah, I that makes sense. I've had my. I, ha I think I have an old account that I don't know 
<laughs> what it is. I think it might be the one I have now. Just the TV? Could you even log into it? It's almost like MySpace. It's like it's so old. I'm, and yeah, you you had a name and everything. Yeah, like you had like unique names and stuff. You had to, you had to log in. Still log in. Like, oh no, it, that's what Twitch yeah. became. Right, right, right. Okay, that's I just didn't. You know. can't like go to Justin.tv now. Okay. okay um. Got it. And then I actually, it's funny. I, so I guess I would technically be lying if I said 3-3-2016 was my first streaming date. That's when I streamed and with the intent of being a streamer. I actually streamed um, way, like, actually back on Twitch back in, like, 2014, maybe 20. Yeah, I would say 2014, I think. I used to stream Magic so my friends could watch. Um, oh, okay. Because I was, like, you know, I would play Magic. They had a uh, different... Uh, online game then but i would just stream to practice for like the tournament i was going to um but yeah i for serious 3-3 2016 is for me um yeah do you think and for me it, it's you've you've probably seen a lot of my because i've known you since i actually probably knew you before i started streaming if i think about it because I knew, I remember I, I met Sick. I like loved to hang out in his channel, and he was part of he was part of Tilt when I when I met him. Yeah. So then I think you would have known because you, me and Sick connected before Tilt started. We were friends, and I actually went over to his house because at the time I was living in Georgia and he was in Florida. Oh, and that's we, I didn't you know. That. We met through Twitch. Yeah, yeah. So we met through Twitch, um, because we were both doing like Destiny stuff, and we were both smaller streamers. So then we connected on Twitter. And we just became bros pretty quick. Like it just, we just linked up. Yeah. And then we started getting into trials. So when trials came out, we started playing and we had an idea of like, hey, you know, we're both younger streamers. Let's go, let's do something fun. Like you're not that far away. And so I spent almost a week at his house, like brought my whole rig and we dual streamed. Literally, both our streams are in his stream room. And all we did was hours of countless trial carries. <laughs> that's awesome. I don't, and, oh, I don't think I knew you guys cool. then. That was awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. That's how. That's how actually several people like kind of came into both of our streams. Like some of my people, like I had a smaller community then, and then they located sick because we were doing it. You know, we were doing the multis back back then, and it just it worked. And so that was like a really fun way. And like that's why me and sick have been such good friends. Is we actually we connected on a more personal level. Like it wasn't just a oh cool like I know you through Twitch and we've gamed. You know, it was it was like my first experience of holy shit, there's a chance to like actually form friendships and bonds through yeah. Twitch. And so that was for me, I think the moment that it really started to become more real because I, as long as I've been gaming, it's always been fun to get on and play with your homies. But most of the homies you played with like consistently, you like, you knew. Yeah. You might have that random kid that you like, you linked up with, man, they're pretty cool online. And then you, you, you guys play together. But you mostly played with your homies. And so that was like my first real experience of somebody that I met, we played with, we connected. And it was it was such a cool connection that it felt like such a friend. It made sense to be like, yeah, dude, let's like link up and let's like, dude, let's go get some beers. I'm going to come out to your place. <laughs> like, we're going to like, and we became good friends. So that was like, I think that was the big pops mambian take our shorts off you know whatever happens you never know i mean whatever dude it was you know (laughs) wild times we were younger back then we were trying to get views like (laughs) before the bell delphine series you know like whatever we we streamed on other websites so that's all i'm gonna say yeah yeah, like you know that was back then when uh twitch was a little bit tighter with their guidelines you know they uh (laughs) if you showed a belly button there might have been an email saying like hey you need to chill i know it's loosened up now but you know, we were we were trying to like set the pace, set the tone of, 
we can bring sexy back. And it, I think it it really it started something. But no, it was it was it was. I would say that was kind of the first time. So like, it would make sense that you met me through sick if you had been following him. Yeah. And then, cause like after like that kind of solidified me and sick into that point where we were doing a lot. Cause then we started doing a lot of like trials, carries and multi streams. We did a lot of raid help and carry. So we were very, we were very connected and our communities were basically like a big shared community there for a while. That's cool. It's funny that you, uh, you said that you used to play with like your friends in real life and you know, he was like the first person you had met on. Was he the first person you met through gaming that you kind of like, bonded with like friendship wise uh at that level like okay back before that like twitch like i would say twitch opened my eyes to being more personal because obviously like as a streamer people are going to come in you're going to conversate there's like a lot of conversation going on and so you kind of connect and it's a little bit more intimate because especially if you have like a camera you know there's a mm -hmm. live conversation going on they can kind of see what's happening um and then of course you link up through social media and back in the day before i did twitch you know social media wasn't a thing when i gamed it wasn't like, you know, you had yeah. MySpace, but it wasn't people weren't really linking up to network through MySpace to say, yo, check me out on Justin. I'm sure there were some. Well, it's crazy but because it, I, it wasn't for me. But so, yeah, I didn't really back then when I gamed, I like I was that shit talking kid who just loved FPS titles and was competitive. So, yeah. it was, you know, most of my homies that I did connect with, we were just shit talking kids. And if I saw them yeah. online, we would try to play together. But most of those people were people I knew. Mm -hmm. So yeah, sick. I would say sick in like the beginning of Twitch was like the beginning of me saying and discovering people on a more personable level, and like through gaming. I would say is like when that really started kicking in. There. So the reason I brought that up is because me and you have actually had different uh, experiences then because we're like the same age, right? I I just turned thirty. You're. You I turned thirty-two uh, in just over a month. Okay, so I'm a little younger. Um, mm -hmm. Happy early birthday, Bob. Um, Appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, I, I was playing. I remember. I remember my friend, my real life friend, had a the original Xbox and I had a Halo. Yep. And we played the hell out of that because it was, it broke the world of gaming. Um, yep. And it made me want to get an Xbox, so I got an Xbox. Xbox Live came with it, and I bought a game called Midnight Club Two. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. It was a racing game. You could. Yep. It was basically you oh, could play yeah. offline, but you played online. Hundred percent. Yeah. I met two of my friends playing that game that I have been friends with since I was like thirteen. Okay. And I've been like, I went to their house for the first time when I was sixteen to like just for a whole week to hang out and play video games. Yep. Um, and then I went back again one more time, and then they actually surprised me for my thirtieth birthday by coming up here. Virginia and nice. so I, I actually gamed with them I, I've gamed with them the majority of my gaming life we, we started off on Midnight Club 2 we became friends and we had like stupid kid gamer tags I, my first gamer tag I don't know if you know this my first gamer tag was in those jeans 2004 wow so, I didn't know that because uh, I loved the song by Genuine called in those jeans okay fair enough and as a kid you don't think how you're gonna get roasted because of your gamer tag? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah. It's um, a lot more innocent. Back yeah, then. it really was. It really was. A lot but more innocent. There were some dudes, you know, going, "Hey, man, I want to get in those jeans," and some of them were for real. Uh, <laughs> you know, they they were for real. They really wanted to get in my fourteen year old jeans. You know, but um, no, I've I've been longtime friends with them, and then 
I because I played Midnight Club two, then I went we then we switched over to Rainbow Six Three, the original Rainbow Six Three, and we did like clan matches and we got super serious on it. I mean, we weren't that good, but like we were good enough to be like mid tier. You know, we weren't like going to we weren't like going to land tournaments or anything. But like we would do like right. game battles online, and we you know we had like our beefs and stuff, and that was fun. Um, then <laughs> enter Final Fantasy Eleven, which if you're unfamiliar with it's a it's an mmo uh okay. you pay you know it's just like wow you pay a monthly subscription and you level up and you know play different classes yada 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 get loot etc i played that okay. game for the next five years of my life uh wow. and by the time it ended i had a year of logged time on the game so, wow. so for that five years a fifth of my time was spent on the game typically with them and uh yeah that it made my life challenging in different ways, you know, because uh, I started college in that time. I graduated high school, started college in that time. Um, but anyways, my, my point being, uh, I, I actually gamed most of my time with people I met on video games, not with my real-life friends, because a lot of my real-life friends didn't play... Right. Didn't really play video games. I mean... No, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, like, well, and so, like, I would definitely say I found a lot of people that I played with online, but I was more saying for me i didn't have like big friendship bonds i see those are just like the homies that i played with so yeah like that i played with that i knew like pretty consistently they were the guys that got me into like the fps titles you know and then it kind of evolved from there but i i was i guess i would say quote unquote like i'm i was technically like fortunate enough that some of my friends were into that um but like a lot of my friends were competitive because a lot of my friends were you know we were all into sports back then you know, we all played together for, like, baseball, hockey, soccer. So we all played together on that. And then it just kind of, like, it sort of just kind of crossed over into the video game world because some of those guys were playing. And back then, I didn't play video games. I was not a video game kid growing up. Hmm. You know, like, oh, I wasn't yeah. really, yeah, wasn't into it because, like, I grew life. up playing a lot of sports. I was an outdoors guy. You know, my I was raised hunting, fishing, uh, in sports. Like, it was always mm-hmm. outdoors and active. And so through that process, when I was younger, uh, we never had a gaming system. Well, we ended up getting it, but we didn't have it for a while. Like when Super Nintendo was out, we didn't have one, but like some of our friends did. So we'd occasionally go over and maybe play Mario or whatever, but it wasn't a big deal. And then I think the first console that I got personally for like me and my brother was a Nintendo 64. Oh, yeah. Yep. And so like, you know, arguably one of the best consoles ever. Like, pokemon snap or whatever it was like the picture thing. oh dude like, that was so fun it was i can't tell you like uh what was the blitz like the nfl blitz games like from the arcade i just thought it was so cool that i could play the arcade game because that would be one thing i would do occasionally is like you know every now and then we go to the mall with like my mom or my dad and you know sometimes they would let us go into the arcade we you know spend a couple bucks and like that was kind of fun i always played like even then i played shooters like i just enjoyed doing yeah. those racing games do you ever play that arcade so, game where the gun was mounted on like the arcade thing and it yeah, vibrated? Yeah, yeah, one yeah, of yeah, the coolest game. That was like, I dude, my it was idea, like the AR looking thing. Yeah, right? like you would yeah. get into and it vibrate. Oh, yeah, yeah. that was the shit, yeah. dude. I, I want it that was like rotate left and right. I want that yeah. on like a platform, like kind of like a treadmill looking thing where you're like walking. You have well, that's VR basically, right? Like, can't you? I mean, like essentially, a VR? yeah, yeah, and you'll get a VR. I mean. I want to. It would to. be dope, though. It would be dope. Like, have you seen a lot of some of those VR systems have it, like where they have like harnesses around you, and then you yeah. have that like little guard, and then you're on like a treadmill s thing, so you can actually get the experience of walking and 
well, so I've seen, more than someone. I've seen people like Shroud play like the VR like B, VR BRs where it's like yeah, that's super weird and bizarre. It, but it, yeah, I, well, I I just feel like you know maybe not in the near future, but I do feel like that's the future of gaming where it's like you know we oh yeah, there's no doubt VR. I mean, with the Oculus Rift once they get once they get it everything. to like the next tier, you know, it's gonna be yeah. When it becomes, it will be a thing. I would say within we will definitely see it within ten years. We will see VRs become like what we were seeing, like with Xboxes. You know, it it took a while, but then like, you know, they were super expensive at first, and then it just gets to the point where the technology catches up, and they yeah. can make it at a more reasonable price. Once it becomes like, it finds that sweet spot of like, it's, you know, we have enough technology, and it's they can make it cheap enough to where you can still get a quality experience without paying hundreds or thousands of dollars then you'll see it everywhere. I mean, it's it's already heading in that direction. So, and then it's, you know, the technology is only getting better. It's going to be smoother. Like, it'll absolutely happen. But right now we're still, you know, we're in the, we've got PCs are really blowing up right now. PC, like, I, and maybe it's just because I was never PC Master Race or anything. I feel like I've kind of become a snob now. Like, I'm all about I'm, it. I'm the same way. <laughs> but, like, console was my life. Like, when I really got into, like, competitive shooters and I became a gamer of sorts at that level, it was always about console. And back then, for me, like, I associated PC gaming with nerdy, like, shit I would never do. Because it was, like, back then, it was WoW. And, like, now that I've, you know, WoW is something I want to try out. But those games never interest me and always associated that, again, with, like, kind of nerdy-esque, like, super, like, uncool gaming. You're you're like nerd light. Yeah, so it was like, no, not for me. But (laughs) then it also was, a, a like, realistically, it was that and... The fact that the money that went into that to like oh, actually man. game back then, especially, it's still expensive now. But like, there's no doubt you can get a lot better systems for a lot better money than you used to. You can also you know, finance it. You know, and, well, and oh, also there's just being an adult. Options. Being an adult. Oh so yeah, should have yep. become buy it. Um, Correct. But yeah, now I'm like a PC snob. So what I was gonna say is like, you know, I don't know. Like, if PC era gaming was bit like as big back then, if like the cultural so I'm sure it was for some games, but it seems like PC gaming has become almost more of a norm. Like, consoles almost feel like they're starting to fade out. Like, it's like consoles are becoming more of a casual platform. Do you think it's because PC of like is becoming more competitive? You think it's because of like Ninja and Fortnite and like that? No, whole I would up? say it's, I think it's because of, I think PC game, like. PCs are becoming more affordable, so I think it's just kind of the norm there. Streaming is also extremely. I think it's normal. that's what I'm. That's kind of what I was asking. Like, so yeah, I would say like with streaming and the fact that people can play so many titles, they're so like PCs are so much more powerful, and you can get high frames, great gameplay, and you're not paying much more than yeah. you are for these consoles. And now consoles are gearing up with their new, uh, their gear where it's essentially like. They're basically PCs yeah, that, you know, with like the new gear they're gonna have and blah blah blah. So I think I, I would definitely say like streaming has helped out a lot. But I, it's also like the tournaments, like some of the games that are being played in tournaments where big money is PC, like yeah. Fortnite. Again, like there's still console players that I, I mean, I'd imagine go out and compete in these things. But PC dominates that space. You imagine and how much you know, money is like money. being made just by the people that provide. <laughs> like the the or that supply these tournaments, you know, it's like, oh, you need how oh, yeah, many the, PCs? Yeah, the host. Yeah, it's oh, like you yeah. need how many? All right, well, um, well, that'll oh, be. You're talking about the brands that like come. Yeah, in like CyberPower, oh, yeah. whoever does it, you know, it's like Origin well, PC see, like, and all those people. It's like they're making. I'm sure there's a lot of money. There's there's definitely. I think it's more money on the back end for them because they can say they sponsor yes. the event and they know there's money. 
like there's obviously like contract deals that usually come out of that where it's like, hey, we can sponsor the event. And depending on like how high the caliber of an event it is, there's a good chance like they do it technically for free. Like it doesn't cost any money for them to provide the PCs because all they'll do is they, they've already got it. So they provide it for the event, but then they can say their name, they're a main provider. Like imagine you got a multi-million dollar big tournament with millions of eyes mm -hmm. on it. And then it is powered by PC, cyber power or yeah. whatever. Every kid, that's all that money that on tournament. the back end. And then they can offer, yeah, like, you know, I'm sure they do something where it's like, hey, you, you entered in the tournament. There's probably a deal where you get a discount, whatever. So there's definite money to be made on the back end for sure. Uh, but I mean, that's, I mean, that's just sponsorships in general. That's just kind of how it works. And uh, I mean, yeah, there's people that are involved with Fortnite right now and those brands, like, especially people that got in early. There's no doubt there, there's some good money on that. But uh, yeah, I would say PC gaming is becoming more, more readily available. So I feel like it's kind of evolving where it was like console and P again, PC gaming back in the day was probably like when I was younger and playing Xbox, I'm sure it was still a thing. And maybe it's just because I'm in PC gaming now. Maybe I recognize it more, but it seems like the, it's the, like that culture shift is occurring. Like we're evolving from now just standard console platforms. Now it's becoming more and more normal that you see PC. And then I think the next one, like you said, will be VR. So we'll kind of see that to where PC, when VR really takes off, consoles are still going to be a thing, but they're almost going to feel like relics. PCs are going to be the main, but then they're going to start to kind of die down, feel a little bit more casual. And then... Or I could be wrong. PC main maintain the like competitive side. I think of it, PC where, will be. The, yeah, we'll stay. We'll yeah, stick around for VR a while. Is the the main platform to go because you still got to plug into something, experience. you know. Yeah. So. Um, it's funny you mentioned that you kind of became a PC snob because for I I had I had a PC when I first started streaming. Obvious. Well, not obviously because you can stream from your Xbox, but I I started streaming with a PC. Um, but I streamed Xbox games. And then the PC, yeah. yeah, with the capture card and all that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And and I eventually got tired of it because I, I hate having to like set up like a delay and all that. It's just like super frustrating. Um, there's still games. And you know what's funny? The main console that I'm going to be streaming off of is going to be probably the Switch and the PS4. Like with Microsoft doing that like play wherever kind of thing and all Microsoft games basically coming out on PC. I'm like, why would I buy an Xbox? I, I I don't know why I would want to buy a new Xbox. You know, yeah. I well, and like it's when people ask me, they're like, "Hey, are you getting that on on?" They're like, "What platform are you playing on?" And I'm like, "PC," and they're like, "Are you gonna get it on X platform?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> I don't. I don't know why I would. I, right. I just it, it's it feels pointless to me. I do. It's like I it sucks that you know I want to play with people you know that I that don't have a PC or don't play on PC, but I'm not." I'm not going to shell out extra money because I mean, I did that in destiny one and actually destiny two. And it's just like, it doesn't feel worth it at the end of the day. It's like, I'd rather just play on one platform and, and you know, like I said, it sucks, but that's just something you have to deal with. Um, and it is what it is, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't foresee the, the shift to VR, like being a permanent thing. I do predicted being better i i have this fantasy in my head um are you familiar with the movie or book the book is what i like but the movie ready player one uh i saw i saw the movie okay so you're familiar with like what they do in that movie like they have like the the basically the vr headset and they have like that haptic suit that like you get to right. feel everything them, yeah they're like in the game yeah and i was like it's like the whole world is kind of current yeah and it's like it, yeah exactly dude I, I think of that and i'm like man how sick would that be? The book goes way into more more into detail about like obviously 
how it's set up and you know the different rigs and stuff because like obviously right. there's cheap haptic suits you know they're, they're, they're actually if you're cheap you don't even get a whole suit you get like just the gaming gloves and the headset i think in the book i can't remember it all but the higher higher end you know you buy like the suit that like has like you know a million basically like responses so you get it, it feels the most real and i'm like yeah i could see gaming going in that direction um yeah absolutely but uh before we started you linked me a youtube video um mm -hmm. and you recently started your youtube what made you want to get into youtube because i i got into youtube like literally when i first started streaming i was like i should start posting stuff to youtube because i was like everyone does it and you know it's funny because my videos some of my videos would get like 100 views or something and then i posted a video actually earlier this year it's like the only video i've ever made it was a guide <clears throat> sorry it was a guide for a game i was playing at the time it actually got like the most views i've ever gotten and i i was like i put such little effort into this but i was like it made sense because it was what people needed you yeah. know and yeah. I was just like, that's crazy. So what? Yeah, what? What made you finally get on the YouTube train? I mean, you, you've been streaming forever. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't have a YouTube at this point. Well, because like back in the day, to be honest, I've done YouTube stuff before, but I never really created one for my own channel. It's like we did one back in the day for GPG when uh, before it was Tilt, it was GPG, which was Get Pwn Gaming, and we did like montages and stuff. That was kind of like my idea because back in my day of like Halo and stuff, everyone had a montage. Like Halo montages yeah. were the thing, mm -hmm. so like that was kind of fun to do. Um, but then life happens, you know, and then like, I didn't really see an opportunity in YouTube at the time. So I just kind of like, I just would watch it and it was so much work and it was just like, I had other things going on. Well, then I get into streaming. And again, when I first started streaming, I was working full time as a manager uh, of a company. Like it wasn't really a thing I had planned on doing, but then we start tilt. And then when we started tilt esports, um, you know, I made videos, but we didn't post a lot to YouTube It was more like get to Twitter and Instagram things that would just grab people's attention and direct them to our website. So like, yeah, like I've had ad. some experience through editing and different things, right? But it like, it's quite a bit of work. Well, when I was, when I've been doing Twitch, like I'm, I'm really bad about being my own worst critic. So I would look at these things and I'm a perfectionist. It's like, man, I see all these people doing it. And you know, it like, I know, I know what you're going to say. You're going to so great. You're going to go, then, I can't do it that well. So I might as well not do I it. Do, yeah. It's either like, I can't do it that well or, I keep putting it off because I'm like, how can I make it better? How can I make it better? How can I make it better? Ah, okay. And then by the time I like, what could I do to make it better? By the time I tell myself like, oh, I could probably, you know what? Yeah, let me do it. They've already made it. And now it's on to the next thing. Like I just couldn't keep up with everything that was going on. And even though I have thoughts about it, like I was putting efforts into Twitch. And again, just that mindset of being a perfectionist and feeling like, man, if I'm going to do all this and like, you know, not do it right. I'm going to look at it and go, man, that wasn't great. And then I'm just going to review it negatively. I'm not going to open myself up to go anywhere. Well, then it finally just, I want to make streaming more than what it is for myself. I really want to create an opportunity for myself to make this. Like, I've been doing streaming full time for a couple of years now. Uh, but like, re I really want to make it like truly full time where I have some financial freedom in way of being able to travel to events, make mm -hmm. more connections have a bigger platform where I can make some influence. And so like, I want to take it more serious. And part of that journey is getting yourself exposure on multiple platforms. YouTube is a great one. And I already generate uh, content and I know how to edit videos and things. It's just all about doing it. And finally, you know, between conversations with uh, some good friends that 
were basically there to help me like bust my balls and say, listen, man, like I'm just going to be honest with you. Like you basically got to the point as a streamer where you're not going to grow anymore. Like you're, you're at that point where when you go live, like what you have now is what you're going to have. Like you might gain a few follows here and there, but like, you're not doing what you need to do to generate. Yeah, if you're not near the top of the directory. super washed out. Like, you know, it's like everybody's posting video clips. Everybody's talking about their stream. Streaming is a very watered down industry now because it's so accessible. Well, everyone Not, does it's it. necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, it's very watered down. Everyone everybody does can it. do it because it's very accessible. I, it's, it's very easy to do now. I and this. it just finally, it came to that point of, you know what? I just got to do it. And the hardest part is always starting these things. It and is. again, like being perfectionist and then being worried about, I don't know what content I'm going to make. And that kind of sparked the idea of like, all right, I'm just going to do it. And my first video just needs to be a welcome to my YouTube video. And I'm just going to be honest and say, I don't really know what I'm going to do with this. Like, we'll see. And I know for me, like if I go to a YouTube video or even a Twitch and there's somebody that's relatable in that essence, like that would strike a chord with me. So I was like, man, you know what? I'm just going to be honest. I'm not going to sit here and fake it and be like, because I also hate going into a, a stream or a like uh, a YouTube video, and I get that we're all like trying to do a performance. Like that's how you you got to create entertainment in there. Performance yeah, but you can have genuine. But you can be genuine. Yeah, exactly. So like when I see somebody like over <laughs> like, welcome to my YouTube channel today's, and it's like it's just so over the top. Yeah, unless it's like part of the bit, it's like. It can be right, funny yeah. if you're doing that to be funny. You know, it's like, but exactly. Uh, but like, that's not necessarily me. Like, I feel like I'm, I can be a high energy guy. Like I have a lot of fun and I'm, I, I consider myself to be funny and personable and like, just, I, I'm a relatable dude. Like, I feel like I can offer that, but I don't have the capacity to do all that extra all the time. So that also slowed me down. Anyway, finally just said, you know what? It's that time. I just need to do it. And when I made the welcome to my YouTube video, uh, that started the role. And I knew I already had an idea of a video I'd wanted to do because I love CSGO and I love crate openings. I watch a lot of those videos. And so I was like, all right, there's nothing stopping me now. Like I, I made this welcome to my YouTube video. So now I have a responsibility to my stream, my community, because I said I would do it. Like, and I post it. Like there's no backing out now. And it got me off my ass. But then when I knew what I wanted to do for that next video, that kind of helped because it gave me a direction. The hardest part after filming that uh, video was the editing process. And, like, that's another thing that's kind of fearful. It took me 10 hours to edit down. a four, It was 45 minutes worth of just footage that I had recorded for my stream. But to edit it down and to make these little things, to make an 11-minute video was 10 hours. Obviously, the better you get with it, the more you do it, that gets faster. But that's a, a lot of that was that creative process yeah. of, like, what am I going to do here? All right, if I edit this, how do I get to the next clip? Like, what's the progression look like? Like, where do I want to add maybe this little gif or this little sound bite? And yep. then when you process that, like, that can take a while, and that's daunting. So I, it took me a long time. It took me 10 hours to knock it out, but I did it. And then I also committed to that schedule and just said, like, I'm going to put it out. And I'm really – I'm proud of what it is. And, you know, I'm not I, – it's – I don't know. It just that – I think that kind of, like – moment of having a friend kind of busting my balls realizing i have the opportunity and i have the time and there's really nothing holding me back other than me it finally just sunk in and i know there's a lot of people that go through that and ev it's so corny because everybody says you just gotta start you just gotta you do, do. It. yeah you just that's, have to it. that's literally it that first step but then the thing they don't talk about is definitely that follow-up like there's gotta be you've got to accept the fact that your first one's not going to just pop off like 
you know, you're it not. It could, and, be, but you have to oh, have something yeah. else to, to offer somebody. You know, it's well, like, yeah, but I mean, if you can go into it and say like, all right, I just finally got it started. And if, if you're worried about creating content, if, especially if you're a streamer, dude, make it really easy on yourself. Take what you got, like take stream highlights. And if you need to chop it up, like maybe even put individual clips or one or two clips together. There's free software out there where you can merge clips. And it is like extremely user-friendly. You know, like you can learn how to like basically pull the clip, put it in there, and then like, oh, I'm going to edit off. I'm going to trim off the edge. It's no different than when you do like a, a video on your phone. Like when you take a video on your phone and then you're like, oh, I, it was a minute long or whatever. I want to trim it down to 30 seconds. You trim what you want. It's the same thing. And there's also that on uh, Twitch. You can go into yours and you can edit the links. You could take those, upload it straight to YouTube. And even though it may not be, quote unquote, the best content, it's your content. It's out there, and then you never know who's going to see it and it, how well it's going to be received. Yeah, so, like, I, getting that process started and just getting it out there, like, if you can follow through with that, man, like, I'm noticing already, it just I just created this YouTube less than a week ago, just posted my other video for my first big video yesterday, and already all I'm doing is I'm thinking about the next one already. My mindset is starting to shift where it's like, okay, where else can I uh, post this to get exposure? Where else... Can I go out and network? What else can I learn to make this better for the next one? So my mind is already thinking about that next step. And now, as long as I can maintain this momentum and I take that next step of just doing something, then it's just going to keep getting easier and easier. And then I'll just make more and more. But yeah, I mean, like, I know that was a super long and out, like drawn out kind of reason and everything because I wasn't, I've been asked that question and I, ultimately I don't really have a great answer. It just boiled down to it. Just, it finally needed to happen. That's, yeah, and I just no. I took the step. So, but that's kind of my thought process on it, and like where I want to go with it, and also I just want it to be known. Like, man, I know that first part is a bitch. Like, no. it just it's so hard to get started. Do you think you're gonna create like exclusive content for YouTube, <clears throat> or is it always gonna be like something that happened on the stream? No, because... I'll definitely, I will definitely create exclusive. Absolutely, yeah. because, absolutely. Like, I mean, doing the stream, like I, I will do like stream highlights, and I'll yeah. do those different things. I think those like are fun. Funny moments. Yeah. Like I, you know, I don't want that to be solely my content because ultimately in the world of content creation, like this is something like a great point uh, that I had a conversation with somebody the other day. So many people, and actually there's a great guy, like shout out to Harris Heller. He's a, a I know that a is Twitch yeah. streamer. Yeah. His YouTube is alphas gaming. He's a great teacher. Like he's been doing like social media stuff for like five years. And he even talks about it. How, for the last like five years, he's been able to make a full-time living off of different social media platforms through sponsorships and the way he does it. But he's been streaming for quite a bit of those years. And it wasn't until recently, probably within the last year, that it, his stream started to blow up because he got more involved in YouTube and he created content that he knew, again, like you talked about, people needed. So he was coming out there. He had ideas on it. He knew he had the experience and he just started putting the content. And he's a big proponent of, listen, you got to get it out there. You know, this is what you need to do. And, you know, here's some fun tips that I look for and things that I'm noticing. And one of the videos he did that really kind of like helped me think differently, even about like YouTube, just starting it in terms of like what I post through Twitter and how I want to like promote myself and other things is the idea that people don't necessarily follow your Twitch and they don't follow you just for like gameplay or when it, they, they follow you a lot for your personality. Like they click with that. The gameplay can be a bonus and all those different things. And obviously there's players out there like Shroud who are, you know, God tier players are great at it. And, you know, 
for me, like, I don't follow Shroud for, like, his personality. Like, he's, I feel like Shroud as a person, Mike himself, would be somebody that I could guarantee you I could have a beer with, be really chill, like, we could be homies. He seems like a cool dude. but like, Yeah, but he doesn't have to, like, stream, cam it up, yeah. Yeah, like, he's, you know, he's he's a pretty laid-back guy. He's but I go into his stream more for, games. like, <laughs> right. So when I go to, I watch him for his gameplay, and I get it more for, like, information. Oh, that was a really smart play, or... Yep. Oh shit, that's a really cool like thing. Like that's what I watch for. He's got his moments. It's, you know, he's a cool dude. But that's why I watch him. People I think watch me more for I think I'm a slightly above average gamer in in respect to like FPS titles. But I'm not god tier. I have my moments. But I They're think so people good. more come to me for like kind of relatability and like that guy. Like I feel like I'm more of a personality. Yeah. In that sense. I agree. You know what I mean? So like well, like you said you fish, you know, you you hunt like you're, right. you're an outdoor type. Have you done an outdoor stream yet? So, no, because everywhere I go, like, all I have is my phone currently, right? And, like, you there's you not real rigs, good man. signal. I've looked at the rigs, but, They're I mean, expensive. like, to get one to, oh, my. They, they stack up really quick. I've never looked. i never looked, but I, I, I know they've got to be crazy. <laughs> they get into the thousands of dollars because you yeah. got to think about, like, one of the ones I watched, a guy did a really good uh, setup for, and he actually even broke it down, like, here's a backpack that I use and why. In all the ways it adds up, here's how Pokemon Go got me into that. I was like, I want to do an outdoor stream, and right. I was like, it was, I don't have the money to do an outdoor stream. <laughs> yeah, you can. Well, and you can totally do it just on your phone, you know. But it it does get tough. Like, oh yeah, it's really tough to get all that because one of the things is like having mobile hotspots and like those the hotspot, the data, the data then, yeah. that you have to pay for in those services, like, and you have to have like a mobile command center or you know like the backpack rig like we're talking about is like you gotta basically have like something to stream off of because like you can't stream off your phone and capture the game right i don't think so but you might be able to because i haven't really looked into that because everything i was thinking to do was more based on what i technically could do already oh like you were just gonna film yourself like fishing yeah like film myself or exactly so like in terms of capturing i'm not sure but i would imagine you would probably you would probably need some sort of a captured device to get yeah. that so yeah you would need you would need more and then you got to think about the batteries you need and like all the so a lot of that like and that just adds up but have you seen the video of the guy it, this is like he still does this he bikes around playing pokemon go and on he, he's on a like bicycle like pedal bicycle and he has <laughs> rigged up on the front of this thing is like i'm not joking 20 cellular devices and he's playing Pokemon oh, Go yeah, yeah. on the, all he, of uh, them. He's an Asian guy, right? Older Asian I guy. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I saw, that I saw a picture of that. Blew me up. away. I'm like, what, what are you yeah, doing it, it, with all like, this? I can even see past it because it's literally yeah, a You screen. can't see. That's the yeah, thing. It's a literal <laughs> screen of mobile devices. And, like, I saw him. <laughs> yo, you, okay, hold on. Like, I know this is a podcast, so people can't see it, but envision we're Joe Rogan right now. This is the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh-huh. And somebody on the side is pulling it up. Uh, okay. I think his name is Andy. Uh, actually, I forget. I forget the guy. I watch a lot of Joe Rogan, but I forget the guy's name that he has. That, yeah, that's like shit. not his assistant, but like his like the guy that's producer. There with it's him. like it's like the producer, guy that yeah, 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 yeah does like all the editing and shit. Asian man, Pokemon Go, oh bro. My. It's literally I can type it in. Yeah. So Taiwanese AR gaming grandpa uses twenty one phones. <laughs> twenty one Pokemon. Twenty one. Oh and it is so. There's a video for it. I mean, you can find it. It looks. Oh, like I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but this one, I think this is like an interview. Oh, so oh, there's is, an interview of him? I haven't seen that. I've only seen a video of him, like, doing it. I've never seen someone interview him. No, I mean, it, it never mind. I'll have I mean, to watch this. Okay, so it, I, I was wondering how he could see past it, but he's got it kind of fanned out. Okay. 
maybe but maybe yeah, it's like, like maybe it like still, rotates and they, like you can pull it in or something. Chin I don't know. Yin, uh, let's see. What does it say? Chinsen Yin is using them to catch Pokemon, and he's literally on his bike. I don't even know. He's like fighting in some of these right now where he's just tapping. <laughs> seven year old learned about Pokemon Go from his grandson. Imagine being seven. Then he's been man. hooked on the augmented reality game. Dude, they his got him like crack. rig is unbelievable. It looks like. Have you seen Grandma's Boy? Where, yes. All right, remember, yeah. remember the nerdy, the nerdy antagonist that that fucking guy that acts like a robot the whole movie. Oh well, yeah, he remember was the his, guy that like ran the company, right? Yeah, yeah. Remember his, he was like the main programmer. Remember uh, his office where he's got like that tilted back chair. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. what I like, imagine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I imagine. That's exactly this, what's going on. This Asian guy is like fucking. <laughs> he's like just playing Pokemon Go. He like goes home, goes to sleep, gets up, eats, and he's like, "I'm gonna go play more Pokemon Go." And his grandson's like, "Grandpa, play with me." And he's like, "Fuck you! I got Pikachu's to get." <laughs> and he goes I out. I mean, dude. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, like you would think this would almost bring him and his like grandchildren closer, but I guarantee you, he's like oh, yeah. now he's, that it's like it hit him like crack, almost man. obsession. He's like, all right, sorry, like no, I got to go do some things. Like I've got my hot spots. Like no, 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 I'm out. I, I was actually listening to another podcast today, and they were talking about how like food companies were envious of like uh, drugs, so they started they started making they they wanted their food to be like. To be like drugs, like you want, they wanted you to crave it and buy that's more. Same. Okay, and yep. so I, I think of gaming like that sometimes. Like I wonder what these gaming companies do to make you crave it. You know, like make you like obviously because like not all games market replayability. You know, like some games are you play it for that that one time experience and it's really great, and then some games are only replayability. You know. Yeah, like if you played just one, if you just played it one time, like one game of Call of Duty isn't what you buy it for, but that's its, it's whole thing is like you can play it a thousand times or whatever. And um, I was, it made me kind of think like there's got to be certain things that they, you know, certain parts of our brain that they're trying to hit on when they make certain ads or make a make a certain mechanic into a game. And I, I would, I really like to see a breakdown of that. I. I don't think gaming is as addicting as like substances like uh, food or drugs out or like alcohol. Well, I, th I mean, I would say like it maybe not on a mass scale, but there's obviously people that I think have done that. I mean, there's been not to bring oh, down gaming or, addiction like, is games, real. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's I mean there's there's people that have died while trying to do benders of like that was on Final know, Fantasy XI, the game I played. I was gonna say like between that and then there's what StarCraft. I don't know if there's been deaths, but I know there's been people that's like overly played it. Wow, and these just like going in and grinding and grinding. So it, I think it's just, I I mean the gaming industry right now. I don't know what they do. I'm sure they have you know they obviously have like marketing team, PR people, whatever people that can look into this to kind of figure out all right what is the current like trends, what is trending, and also what's you know, there's people out there that are paying attention to like kind of the future version too. Like, what is what is this trend showing us, and what's the path is it, that it's going to take? Like, all yeah. right, so yeah, it's hot now, but now where does it go next? Like, what are we what are we going to see from this? And so, like, they obviously have teams that work exclusively on that. I think another thing is they use they their marketing teams have done a really good job to really get people excited about these games by paying players that are already yes. like have influence like ninjas you imagine you get somebody that's at that level with that level of influence you pay them that kind of money now look at what it's done i don't i 
I don't personally think it's just Ninja that like changed the face of Fortnite or anything. No, but he I think definitely there was helped a it. lot of things. Yeah. But oh, absolutely, he is. I would absolutely say he's the face. I would say he's almost more the face of streaming right now, and he has been. Easily. I mean, he's yeah. been on like Jimmy Fallon, Ellen. Like he has, he's like bringing that attention. He, so like then you're a marketing team, and you have the opportunity to reach out to him and say like, hey. And you're something like Fortnite. And Fortnite, it just worked out. It was like the perfect storm because it's free. They, I guarantee they approached them. It was free. They're, you know, I'm sure they knew it would blow up, but then I don't know that they expected it it blow up as big or maybe as fast. But now, like, look at how much Ninja and like those guys that have been like associated with that, like what they've been able to do with that through promotion. Like, think of the money that he's generated for himself, the money he's generated for Epic Games. And the people he's brought in, and like if he stays excited and he's like the face, and then Epic just keeps putting that out there and they're promoting it, and it's just, I definitely think like the the use of influencers has been a big, big selling point on like how it kind of like maybe that's their way of like doing crack, like right, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, that's how they're making it more of a drug fueled type thing. Now they they know people's attention span; it's very short, and it's currently involved with like entertainment. And things they can watch on the internet on their mobile devices, right? So mo- mobility and convenience is huge. So if they have people that can influence that while people are doing something that's convenient, that's going to be very helpful. And if the game is convenient, and also I think that's why Fortnite is succeeding. It's convenient, it's easy, and it it like literally is catered to the ADHD culture that we have right now. Like no one has an attention span longer than like thirty seconds, <laughs> and younger kids don't even have thirty second attention spans. You know, it's like. It's very short what's happening now. And you get something like Fortnite that is a lot of mechs. A lot going on, yeah. All these, there's just so much happening, and it's constantly evolving. So I think right now, you know, a lot. Of, I, I'd imagine a lot of games are looking at, like, Epic Games and Fortnite and just kind of seeing what they're doing because they're, they're doing it right. And that's why, you know, BRs, I think, have been sort of the latest craze. But I don't know what what is the, uh, the formula. <laughs> figuring out. Yeah, I don't know exactly what the formula is. For me, the replayability is huge. Like, I have a hard time going. That's why it was always tough to play, like, single-player games because once the story was done, it's like, okay, I did it, but, like, now what do I do? Some people, they're all about They're like, man, I can rerun it, and now I'm going to do challenges. Now I'm going to run it on the hardest thing, and I'm going to do it no hit, no death, or whatever. For me, it was just like, cool, I played the game, and I moved on. But replayability for me was the competitive edge. Like, back in the day of Halo, when it was ranked, Oh my oh, god, dude! I Halo Two ring. That's why CS:GO is so big for me. Did you ever make fifty like naturally, like without like uh, on Halo Two? No, it was impossible. Halo Two was actually impossible. It just could not happen. Yeah, it's like you, you would get to fifty and you're facing off against like MLG level people, man. No, you were dealing with hackers. Level fifty. Oh, did that's not exist. right. Yeah. In Halo Two, it did not exist. Halo Three I... absolutely did because there was MLG <laughs> playlists and things, and like the hackers just weren't. It just wasn't as big of a thing. But Halo Two. Dude, you couldn't go in because you would go in and somebody would shoot a BR and they would shoot <laughs> tanks. The bullets were physical tanks. Do you remember the they friends I told you about map. earlier? The ones Which that I one? visited, the ones that I've been yeah. friends with. <laughs> they used to hack and it was. <laughs> oh yeah, dude! Oh, I was. It was, it was the rampant. Most holy. My friend had this. He like he had this modded Xbox and we would. He would. It, it was called bridging hosts. So basically, yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. You would just. You would force yourself to be the host. And then the mod would be able to have its way with the game rules. And he used to jump in the air. And he, had a, he started with a sniper. Like, that was one of the rules. He would start with a sniper that was fully automatic. And it shot head-seeking bullets. 
So he would just jump in the air and basically fly around and just hold down the trigger and you would hear this machine gun sniper going off and the enemies would instantly die over and over until we until they got to we got to like 50 kills or whatever it was and yeah it it was cool but it like the competitive side of me now looks back and i'm like i'm glad i did it but i wouldn't do it again <laughs> yeah i mean back then though like especially like again at that level it was like you had to do that like well, that was the only way we got to like, like 30 we got around like mid 30s yeah we were like 34 we were like yep, 34 and we were like that's kind of where we stopped and it was like we, oh, we, yeah. we did we did do du duos were so fun man oh yeah like oh, yeah. duels duos were the shit the i'm i'm a big duos fan even to this day oh yeah that's i was like i'd love duos. i think where i succeed i think it i think it's i think it actually it probably doesn't require more communication than like you know 4v4s or whatever but i think if you're if you have good community like you and josh you know who are you and sick let's say if you can like communicate well with this person and you know how this other person plays man it is hard to stop a team if they can aim well because yeah and that's why i'm really excited for halo on pc coming out because i'm like i know a lot of these fucking fps nerds i was like and i'm good i'm good at fps i'm not great you know like i'm i'm not even, i'm not even as good as you i'm still above average especially now that i'm on pc like when i was on controller i wasn't that good um I've gotten a lot better since I switched to PC just because I don't know. I think it's e it's e it's easier once you get used to it, you know? That's yeah, weird. It's, it, it can be like, it's, it's easier to have a finite, more crisp aim, but it's, you have to like hone it way more. Oh yeah. Yep. It's, it's also easier to completely fuck it up. I think it uses different parts of your brains almost like than like thumb, than like joysticks, you know? Cause I feel I like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're moving your arm and your wrist instead of like your thumbs, which the 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 function comes from the same part of their brain. But I, I could be wrong on that. I would I'd love to do that. Would be cool to see. I bet there's a video of that of like someone oh, hooked absolutely. up to one of those fucking yeah. brain things while they're playing a video game. Holy shit! Oh yeah, that'd be crazy to see. I'm sure they've already done some. Like I, I bet they had to have. Yeah, absolutely. just to see like what synapses are firing and like what part of your brain lights up when you get a kill or you die or whatever. God, yeah, don't I'm put sure me in one of that. You can see the rage. The rage should just light up like, every time I die. Yeah, there, I'm sure there's something where it's like, oh wow, like we notice that every time he gets a kill, uh, he feels, you know, he feels great. But every time he dies, uh, there's a lot of like anger building up, and it's the same amount in the same area of uh most noted serial killers. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say so. That. <laughs> um, this might be a concerning point. I don't know. He has tendencies of like narcissism and he's also psychotic so we need to you know it's like <laughs> the hardest then they, but then they see you and you're like the, like the most natural just like super chill dude like whatever but then when you play games you're like ready to actually kill it's like it's what's the match. hardest you've ever like raged out on a video game i've never broken anything i neither have i i think I've, that's the I've never dumbest spiked a, i've never shit. spiked a controller i've thrown like i've spiked that. a controller into my sofa like i like yeah that I, moment yeah. right that moment right before like i was like i want to throw this but then my head's like you don't want to break yeah, it not, yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. i was like i'm gonna throw it i'm gonna throw it in my pillow ah and yeah. it's like i got it but no i think when people break stuff man like i'm like you either have to be putting on a show or you need help like there's like if you break stuff you know like come on man there yeah i mean that's it's I don't know. It, it's definitely one of those things. I think a lot of people, it's just kind of like a reactionary. Honestly, I think the people that do, like, most time, like, break some of the, especially, like, hardware, they're typically in a position where it doesn't bother them if they yes. lose money. Yeah, yeah. 
like the people I think of are like Linda FPS and enough money and like just rebuy and break shit. Like if anything, like if they break, instead they like punch walls. Yeah. You know, like I could see like the, you know what I'm saying? Like ah. And I just think, man, like honestly, I think there's people. I'd rather that though, like they release it. Angry in that moment, but I don't know. It it's like. I guess it. So it's like people that are on a field, like, you know, you're playing sports. Yep. Some people are like, it just extremely competitive. Like I've known homies of mine that when they're playing a game and their heads in that space, like it's either it's win or nothing. Cause if they lose, they just like, they get down, but you know, they'll, they'll have that moment and they'll even get angry. Like just for whatever reason in their head, it hypes them up and it feels like they're doing something like they're, they'll sit there and be like, man, get your fucking shit together. Well, like, you got- come on. But then they, you can also talk to them like that. Like that's just almost like their, way of dealing with like a loss or going negative like that's just how they act but then when they're off the field or whatever and they're done they're never like they're super chill and laid back you know they're laughing they're goofing it's just like yeah. when they're in that competitive mode that's how they respond some people can be like competitive but like, all right man game in let's do this and then well, you some got people the adrenaline like, you got testosterone and testosterone's a big thing like get yeah, that pumping just like oh yeah rage out a little bit the hardest yeah, they just the hardest I've I the hardest I've heard someone rage was again my friend that I you know his name's Jonathan I've been friends with him since I was fourteen but he was playing a single player game Final Fantasy X and there was this like little trial you had to do where you basically had to do like a race right like a tr- like a timed race yeah and you start off with like ten seconds um and it or no you start off at zero seconds sorry and then it just counts up like it counts how long you've been in the race well you can hit these balloons to take like time off. And to get a like the in-game weapon for one of the characters, like the best weapon in the game, you had to beat the race with a time of zero 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 zero, like no time basically, because you could do that by hitting the balloons over and over, and then you know you would cross the finish line with like a little buffer, and it would end with zero time. Okay. He was playing it one night, and this was back when before Discord existed. Uh, we were on what's called Ventrilo. Okay. For the people that don't know what that is, it's like TeamSpeak or Discord in the sense it was just a server that you could connect to and talk to people if you had a mic. Um, right. But I'm sitting there, and <laughs> the way the the trial was set up is you were on, you were on a bird. You, you like it was called a chocobo, but you they were you were, you could ride them. They were like mounts, and you had to like go for these balloons. Well, it wasn't that easy. These seagulls would fly out of nowhere, like from the top of the screen, and like try to hit you. What? Okay. <laughs> Dude, it's a it's a fantasy game, man. Like, yeah. Okay. So, they no seagulls were so so they, bad. They were they would stun you if they hit you though. So you would sit there not moving for like a second. Yeah. Well, he me me and his brother beat do, in our games. We beat it and like we're 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 totally good. Like we're we're fine. Like, kill the SpongeBob. Three hours later, he <laughs> still fucking doing this. And, oh, and he eventually no. he eventually goes, fucking birds, and just fucking slams his controller and makes his brother do it. <laughs> I mean, it, dude, I, it just so got to like, that I point. Part of that, like, here's here's like I can see that because I've been in situations kind of similar. It's made worse, especially like in a single player mode. Like, there's no there's no like help or whatever. But like, you just got to yeah. do it. But then you've got homies that have done it, and if they're there, kind of busting your balls, or if you're like, all right, I messed up, whatever, and they're kind of like, ah, you. 
you know, first couple times, like, oh, you got it. Oh, yeah. But then a couple more times, it's like, oh, you, you fucking suck. Oh, my God. That's Boy, the you worst. Got oh, you piece of shit. Like, you're just fucking with them. But that's... then that just, like, then it all kind of gets scattered. You're like, oh, my God. Like, okay, not only is the game pissing me off, and I just can't get past this, but now I got my homies in my ass, like, oh! And it just kind of, like, you're just ready to, like. It is the worst. Oh, yeah. I would, but, dude, I, mean... I would rather lose like a video game or whatever it may be in front of like a thousand strangers than i would in front of like three of my closest friends yes 100%. like if i had yep. a choice I, I fuck those strangers i don't care what you think about me i i cannot lose in front of my friends you know it's like my competitive competitiveness comes out way worse with my friends and i, I think that's probably true with everyone but bro it it's like around my friends i can be at my worst I mean, it could be yeah. a board game, and I'm like, fuck that. Let's. Yep. I mean, I've gotten to screaming matches. It's not a good look, and I know that, but and I'm working happened. on it. But, you know, it's like it's happened. And, I mean, sometimes it's like crazy shit, man. Like, have you ever played a board game called Cranium? I've heard about it. I've so never played it. It's basically four different categories. One of the categories is facts. And how, how we were playing it is the team, you know, once the team got to the center of the board... You got to like the end of the little track you went around. You had to answer one question or do one thing from each category. And we had done all but red. And we, we draw like, th we were so far ahead of the other team. Like we dog, we diarrhea on them getting to the center. Okay. And we, we get stuck on red. We're getting like renaissance questions, just like shit we don't know. They get to the center, catch up with us. All they have left to do is red. They draw their red card. And I shit you not, the question is, what popular cartoon show features optimus prime and his friends fighting you know whatever and i'm like you've got to be kidding me i was like how is this how is this real life <laughs> I, I had to walk out of the room i was about to lose my mind yeah that's unfortunate like so did that okay so i don't understand so the red card does that the like, red cards are always anything? facts they're always like it'll ask you like true or false or like you know select one of these four or It'll, it'll ask questions like, uh, true so or false. So you said y'all were, were crushing them or you were getting crushed? We were crushing them. We were so far ahead, then we got stuck on red for like three turns in a row, and they caught up. And, you know, because we were like three turns ahead of them, basically. Right. And they caught up, and they got that easy-ass card on the red, you know, before— Did that put them in the lead then? Is no, they won the game. That, they, they had won the game. Oh, that was the game-winning yeah, card. Yeah, that was the game-winning oh, card, man. no. I'm like, it's oh, like— wow. Of course, it's like— That's like a basketball game, being like game point, and— they just Somebody transform into Steph Curry. This. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, what the fuck happened here? Like, what is what, <laughs> what just happened? It's been a good one, and then a, 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 a battle luck. Like, <laughs> oh man, he just tossed it in, and oh, yeah. he's all the way on the other side of the court, <laughs> and just hail marys, and yeah. it somehow goes in. Like, yeah, yeah, that's you just look at the like, look at the sidelines. LeBron James is just clapping. It's like, where did, where did this come from? <laughs> yeah, that's rough. That's rough. That's, yeah. That would definitely ensue anger, only because, like, at that moment, like, that's – the comeback is whatever, like, and that's that's a hard part for me. Like, in CSGO, that's where I struggle. Like, if we're dominating on the side because – And then people start coming back. Counter-Strike – or on Counter-Strike, you have Counter-Terrorist and then Terrorist, right? Yep. Like, so in, in some maps, it's easier to work on one of the other sides. So, like, you might start in CT and have a strong start. Maybe you're going into the half, like, 10-5. That's how Rainbow Six was, yeah. Yeah, and then pistol rounds kind of determine because it's all eco-based. So, you know, at the next half, which is at 15 because it's best of 30, then, like, you switch up and you both start with pistols. And, you know, they come back and they get that round. Well, usually the way momentum works in that game is, like, if somebody gets the pistol round, 
they're getting a good gun. They they're getting the next round. They have they have money to get some guns. They typically win the next one to two rounds. Typically, that's crazy. So like, well, yeah, because again, like based off like economy, if you can't like on the next round, like you have pistol round, you only start with eight hundred bucks. You buy whatever you need, or you don't buy anything, and then you let's say you lose. The other team gets a win bonus, and you get a loss bonus or whatever. But it's like very small, so you don't have enough to really do anything to really pay buy up because you have to be smart with your economy so typically you'll save and then you'll go for the next round is when you'll buy because you'll have more money win or lose you'll have typically enough to buy big guns well what ends up happening is if like let's say my my side wins the pistol round then we get that money and we do what we call forcing up where all right we won we've got enough money we can go ahead and maybe buy smgs or somebody can buy a rifle like we have a strong setup and then we steamroll you to the point like you don't get like any kills. You still get a loss bonus, but it's not a lot. So then you go into the next round where you don't have a lot of opportunity to buy up. Maybe you're still doing SMGs or you're like, you know what? Let's double save. We'll do another save. So typically, depending on that momentum, you can gain, if you win pistol, almost a guaranteed two oh, yeah. and sometimes almost a guaranteed three. So then all of a sudden again, momentum's it huge. was 10-5. Well, now all of a sudden it's 10-8. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So then it's like, okay, like, you know, we can still come back. But then all of a sudden when they, when they start to make that comeback, it's kind of aggravating, especially if you've been in a situation like, let's say you're carrying the team. You're doing all you can. You've been rotating around the map. You're I'm, doing great. Yeah. And then you've got people that are just, like, not paying attention or maybe they're just having a bad game. And then somebody hits because in CSGO, it's so much based around, like, you have to be very accurate with it. Yeah. Call outs, map movement. And there's, there are times where people just get lucky, like spraying in that game. You have to control the spray pattern. And there will be kids that just get the luckiest spray sometimes where they're just holding it down. They have no true spray control. But one of those random bullets, especially with an AK, because an AK will one-tap you across the map if it hits you in the head, regardless if you have head armor, they'll spray randomly, and then they get that head tap. And because maybe you've been the key component that holds it, all that of a sudden, over. that dude gets lucky. That round's almost over. Yeah, because then the, the other guys just steamroll. And it just so when things like that happen where it's luck, that's when it's like, I will get frustrated. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, yeah. we were winning. Everything was fun and games, but now we're possibly going to lose. Now, oh, now we're starting to lose. I'm the worst. And then about if that. I lose, then I'm like, yeah, that's that's definitely something I struggle with. I've like for sure. insulted my personal friends. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'll be like, it'll be like fours, like 4v4s in Halo or whatever. And it'll be like me, my two buddies, and then a rando. I'm like, man, my fucking team sucks. I'll say that out loud. I'm like, they're like, yep. we are your team. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, no, I'm talking about that one guy, that one rando. Yep, I know yeah, y'all are like bad. negative right now, but like, I'm talking about him, you know? <laughs> yeah. That, I, but then sometimes you just go full savage mode and you're like, no, I know, motherfucker, I was talking about y'all. Step it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Like, oh, man. You don't care. Oh, yeah, that's rough. I'm we talked rough. about duos earlier. I used to play with my friend and sometimes he would just it would just be bad like i'm talking like he would go like 2 on 11 and i'm like bro what happened this game i don't know man i'm just I, <laughs> same guy that I told that I told the bird story about <laughs> yep <laughs> we were playing halo 2 one time oh, and he and we there was this map uh i think it was called wizard remember it had like all the portals yeah. on it yep 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 yep, yep. I think, it, I think it got remade into, like, Rat Race or something um, on Halo 3. But anyways, it, it had, like, four little ramps. And yep. he... Oh, I remember that one very well. Yeah, very that was well. one of my favorite maps. It was it was both one of our favorite maps. But oh, I yeah, remember, if you could control the portals, you oh, slayed. dude, yeah. Yep, 100%. Because all the weapons spawned up there, too. Um, he, he goes, the Halo guards are rappelling down 
and fucking me right now. <laughs> he was like, I think he was lagging or something, and like he couldn't like make certain jumps, and it was just like it was not a good game. And right. dude, I I wish you know like how like people have like sound bites. I wish I had that sound bite because it was oh man one of yeah. the funniest things I've ever heard. I can see that. Okay, but yeah, yeah, that's back in the day, especially back in the day. I got to tell you, like when I was younger, like I still had my moments. But I will be, I can control myself enough at times. Like, I know when I need to bite my tongue and kind of back off, especially as a streamer. Like, I will, I'm a, I'm a just, I'm a dude. Like, I, I will never try to be anything I'm not. And I don't try to be like extra phony. But like, I, I realize like when I'm streaming, I'm, my goal is to put on a performance, have fun, bring people in, get them involved and engaged. Yeah. So like, if I get angry over the top and it's like, it's bothering me, like nobody wants to come in and then see that. Cause then it's going to be like, Oh yeah. I've had to like, like, why do I want to watch that? Like this dude is literally just sulking. I've had problems I mean, with, my with that. Oh yeah. And it's happened. But when I was younger, I was that asshole who would scream the most insane. <laughs> like I would say everything under the sun. Oh yeah. And just to get under your skin, like everything like made me mad. Like if I was losing or even if I was winning, I was still screaming the mic because open mics back then. Oh, I would yeah, you shove the mic so into your shit. mouth. Yeah, you just Yeah, you like, no! <laughs> and everybody's like, what did he just say? And it's like, I told you to suck my dick. Yeah, dude. It was and, like the best. you just yelling, but dude, like when I was when I was younger in like playing those competitive games, it was bad. Cause like if I said back then, well, now oh, with you, social media, yeah, you could not. Did you I get would, would you get clipped? You get clipped. I would be on watch list. And then you'd 100%. be you'd be a fucking witch hunt for you. This person, it's like it's it's mm -hmm. I don't know. It's it was way different than yeah. It's like you oh, could yeah, say for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I just in like for me, it's not like it was I'm not some person like I'm certainly not racist or anything like that. Like I'm open to like you being you. But, like, when I was in those gaming modes, like, oh, you and I was say just talking whatever. shit, oh, yeah. I literally, the idea was, I'm going to talk as much shit as I can to, like, get in your head, and just whatever I can say that's so radical, it, like, sparks yeah. some sort of emotion, because it's just all about, what's, like, what's the craziest thing I could say, but yeah, it, and back like, then, I was bad about it. Like, that keyboard, keyboard warrior kind of thing, where it's like, I know you can't physically get to me, so I can say whatever I want. You know, to a degree, you know, I, I loved it. <laughs> I'm, yep. I remember one time yeah. my friend did that, and this guy had, like, one of those IP trackers. He goes, oh. you live at this address? And my friend goes, my friend just, he doesn't say anything. He just logs off. <laughs> I'm like, dude, that guy was fucking with you, man. I'm like, he pulled your IP. That's all he did. He's like, is he going to come to my house? I'm like, no. He's 14. So, no. Like, like we're yeah. all kids. Like, he, like, it's just to fuck with you. But yeah. yeah, um, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have anything you want to plug before you leave? Other, I mean, other than YouTube guys, go to youtube.com. Cool sounds and check it out. He's going to be posting more content uh, soon. He has yeah. a video up. What he has, well, he has four videos up right now. Um, the main one that he just posted recently is, uh, it opens a hundred danger zone crates, uh, from, is that CSGO, right? Am I, am yeah, I right CSGO. on that? Yep. Okay. CSGO. And, I have yet to watch the video, but I'm going to watch it when we get done here and see how lucky or unlucky he gets. Did you – so did someone uh, buy the keys or whatever it is for these so crates? This video, this video is actually sponsored by a community member from me from my Twitch stream, Okay, which is really, really cool. That's cool. I've done – but, like, I have – over the last couple of years, I have spent thousands of dollars. Now, 
it's it's obviously gambling you know like yeah. people, people that maybe listen to this podcast that know anything about csgo they know about skins and really any game that there's like a skin opportunity where it's like a gamble like you, you it's a scroller or it's like a what do you call those like a loot boxes? Uh, at the, well they're loot boxes but they're at a when you go to a casino what do you call the, oh, the slot machines ones? slot machine it's basically yeah. the same thing like because you, you you do it and it's it jackpot you know, or not it's, it's yeah. all a gamble you you know what skins could be in here but it's extremely low chances to get the really high quality out of it right yeah. whatever um so i've spent thousand dollars but i've been lucky that over the years i've essentially ultimately broke even by way of like uh, you know, different skins. I've opened multiple knives, blah, blah, blah. But um, I won't tell you what I opened or did not open in this one. You'll have to watch the video to do it. But uh, there's definitely some fun times in there and some interesting moments. So it's definitely worth a check out. And it's really the only video. The other, the only reason uh, you brought up the other videos that they're on there is I made those specifically for my Discord because the way I built my server. Yeah, I think that's and, fine. Yeah, and what's crazy is you can't upload more than eight megabits on so, oh, there. So I couldn't upload yeah. the video. So I had to upload them to make YouTube an external so video yeah yeah so it was like here you go and that's that's why they're up there they're not like one thing. they were more specific to my channel but that's why they're up there and then the new csgo video and there will be more um i'm thinking about even trying to do some stuff maybe with the new shadow keep uh launch you know maybe making some videos on like kind of like what i've been doing with prep try to review when it comes out definitely going to do some game uh gameplay reviews from uh the launch experience i will not be playing day one launch personally uh, just because I've got some plans coming up for an event the mm -hmm. day after. So, but I yeah, mean, but yeah, yeah, I would say like if I was the plug man, shout out to uh, the twitch.tv cool sounds and YouTube uh, slash cool sounds. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've got like my Discord links and stuff like those other social medias, but those two, I'd love to see some people come over and check it out for sure. Awesome, man. I think you have a bright future. You're definitely a grinder. Uh, other than sick who used to do like 36 hour <laughs> benders. I think you're definitely one of my hardest grinding friends on Twitch. And I, I, appreciate I, it. I think uh, you have a great work ethic. So hopefully the YouTube and everything just starts to come together and, you know, it makes it a it. career for you. But uh, thank you, man. Uh, I appreciate it. We'll have to have you back uh, oh, in for the sure. future. I, I love doing these things. Like I, I never really have a lot of just, you know, put together thoughts i just kind of like on the women and i'm i'm very dogmatic in the way that like i have these conversations I'm just like, <laughs> here's sort of my opinion sometimes i think my opinion is equal facts and sometimes i just accept <laughs> it but it makes for a funny time so well, i appreciate I, it man i, I had a lot of fun it. man for sure later buddy peace